Hey, what's going on, everyone? What is cooking? This is Scriptwriter Steve. Welcome to my podcast, Barbecue to Movies. Well, today is June 26th, 2022. It's currently 2.26 a.m. in the morning on a Sunday. But it feels like a Saturday, right? Because, you know, when you stay up late, you know, it becomes the next day. It doesn't feel like it's the next day or Sunday until you wake up in your bed and you're thinking, oh, my God, my weekend's over. <laughs> well, what can I say? What did you do this weekend? I did nothing. Absolutely nothing. I didn't party or do anything. I worked, I worked, and I worked, and I just finished doing some work, and there I am talking to you folks. <laughs> That's the life of a 45-year-old entrepreneur. <laughs> okay, I'm going to turn this music down, and let's start talking. Now, first of all, I have to really apologize. Why am I always apologizing to you folks? But anyway, uh, you know, I, <laughs> my podcast, I, I mean the best, you know, when it comes to my podcast, I, I really mean to talk to you folks almost every single day because, again, this is like my little personal journal. I don't care if there's one person out there, no people out there talking or listening to me or maybe, you know, sometimes I have a 100 people listening to my podcast. I really don't care. You know, I've gotten hate mail, love mail, all those different types of things. But if this is just kind of like my personal journal. So one day when I leave this earth, um, you know, there be my voice will still be around. My my opinion will still be out there, and maybe my next of kin, you know, can hear me. You know, when I'm uh, hear me how my voice was, hear, hear how my opinion evolved over the times, over the years, and all those different types of things. And uh, and, and that's one of the reasons why I don't have a lot of guests because this is like my personal journal. And uh, but anyway, you know, business has been really taking off. Uh, you know, uh, I've been getting a lot of inquiries for, for uh, vow renewals. And I know a lot of these inquiries, vow renewals, weddings, baby baptisms, all those things, they're coming from this podcast. So for those of you who are listening to me, I'm booking my, my, uh, my, my company services. Thank you so much. In case you don't know, just to fill you in on all the new listeners, I run a wedding company out here called Dream Weddings Hawaii. It's mine. Uh, it's a one-man show, and I have a lot of uh, employees who work for me. Why don't we just say contracted workers? That's more te- that's more the technically the right term out there. Contracted em- contracted employees, right? Uh, that's an oxymoron. Contracted workers. Uh, basically, they're contracted because you don't want to pay for uh, <laughs> you don't want to pay for health insurance. That's the main thing. Uh, everyone does it in the wedding industry, and a lot of times, you know, um, because of COVID, we really couldn't keep them on on staff because uh, you know business was bad. It was really really bad. But now it's getting back to normal. Now, uh, COVID did a great really great things for me. I pivoted. I'm going to be opening up my barbecue company soon. Within the next maybe I say two to three months, uh, we got our propane tank in uh, that flew it in from uh, Oklahoma. Beautiful 500 gallon propane tank that we're, that we are repurposing into a standard offset smoker. That means the firebox is on, is on one side and the chimney is on the other. So we're going to burn wood in this huge, like, well, it's a medium sized propane, a propane offset smoker. And we can, I think we can shove about 10 to 15 briskets in there. Uh, I have a perfect, perfect guy who's actually building it. We were going to go with another company, but we decided, hey, you know, it's a lot a lot cheaper and a lot more economical to actually get it done here in Hawaii. And on top of that, the people who I was, who I wanted to hire out and pay a very, very big penny to, guess what? They said it would take about a year and a half to get my smoker. Well, I'm sorry. I can't wait that much. I can't wait that longer. That much longer. You know, I want to transition into the barbecue business as soon as possible, right? Because, 
you know, not everyone wants a vow renewal. Not everyone wants, a, you know, family photos. And not everyone wants to get married. But everybody wants good food. And there is a shortage of good food here in Hawaii. I hate to say that. You know, a lot of people say there's good food in Hawaii. But, you know, to be honest, good food is at home. It really, really is. Uh, you know, my father, my parents, and I, we always, you know, we all, I always take them out. And we always say, hey, let's go find a good place to eat all around here. And uh, you can't find anywhere. Instead of saying, you know, why don't you just come over to the house and we'll just cook up something. We can cook almost anything. So here we are going to be, you know, sharing I guess all all of my all of our food knowledge and again, you know, I'm not a chef. You know, Pitmaster Keith is not a chef. You know, my mom was gonna be a business partner in this business. She's not a chef. But I tell you what, my mom can cook. I can cook. Pitmaster Keith, he can cook barbecue, right? And uh, you know, my dad brings the logistical arm to her. It's a family business except for Keith. Uh, but he is the like a brother I never had. Never be me, brother. Now I never wanted, but I, I'm, <laughs> that's what Keith is to me. And uh, you know, we're all going to be starting this company, and it's going to be a good thing. And as business comes online, as this business comes online, I will fill you in more on the details. This podcast, by the way, Barbecue to Movies, will be a very integral part of this barbecue venture of mine. So this barbecue podcast is not going anywhere. And of course, we're still going to talk politics, we're still going to talk movie reviews, and we're still going to talk everything Hawaii, and of course, we're going to talk more about food, and guess what, people? I found out that Anchor uh, also allows video podcasting, so we'll be doing video podcasting on here, and teaching you, you know, how to do a good barbecue, how to season a great steak, you know, how to how to grill some things out there, and you'll get to see my beautiful mug on camera, you know, cook, telling you how to grill a steak, and by the way, I have some excellent tips to share with you. Really, really good ones. I think the majority of the, 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 the tips out there on YouTube, I really don't like it. I think it's full of crap. Uh, I, I did learn you know a handful of things from some videos on YouTube, and then now that I got so much experience, I'm figuring out, wow, these guys who I learned from really don't know what they're talking about. Anyway, 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 anyway. That's not what this podcast is about. This podcast, I want to talk about, first of all, number one, liberals. Liberals and their, and their relationship with the truth. All right? These folks are compulsive liars. They're the liars of the worst type. Um, they lie to keep themselves alive. You know, that's the worst type of liar. You know, there, you can lie to say, you know, protect your, to protect someone, to protect, to protect the truth, right? Say, for example, one of your friends is a horrible cook, but they slaved over this food, right, that they want to serve to you. And, and they bring it to your house. And you know, you all had this right happen. You, they bring it to your house. And, and you know what? And they ask you, well, how do you like it? <laughs> and the truth is, is that their food just tastes horrible. But you look at them and you say, oh, this is really, really good. This is really good. Thanks for cooking. And then when that person goes home, you, you, you turn to your spouse and say, man, so-and-so can't cook. Let's never invite him over to cook again. Like, never, never, never. No, no, no. But you would never, ever tell that to them in their face because you don't want to hurt their feelings, right? You want to protect their feelings. Um, that's one way of a lie, right? But when the Democrats lie, they know the truth, right? They know what's happening, but they lie to keep themselves in office, to preserve themselves. And that's the worst type of lie out there. And they, they throw everyone 
under the bus. They they create wars. They create conflict. They rile up the, their base and make them angry. And they even rile them up to the point where, hey, you know what? They're gonna start. <laughs> they're gonna start hunting Supreme Court justices, and they do it all just to win in the primaries, just to get your vote, just to say we're out there to fight democracy. We're out there to protect your democracy, and that just pisses me off. It really, really, really does. Now, what are the lies that they told you? Now, look, first of all, you know, and we're going to get to this Roe versus Wade thing, okay? We're going to get, we're going to get to that. I'm going to cut to commercial. We'll get to that. That's, that's for another topic, though, in this uh, two-part podcast. But we're going to talk about the liberal lies first, right? But what do they do? Just how does a liberal lie to you? Well, they tell you a portion of truth, portion of the truth, okay? Just a portion. Never the full truth. And, you know, and they make you fill in the gaps. So, for example, this is how you always tell lies. Like, say, for example, a, a husband would tell his wife, a cheating husband would tell his wife, well, I went out with my friends. That's all, honey. Just went out with my friends, went to the bar, that's it. And he leaves out the really important part where he met a woman at the bar, went home with her, had sex with her, and cheated on her like that, right? He left all that part out. But he just said, but he told, he told the truth. You know, he told the truth that he went to the bar with his friends. He didn't tell the whole truth, though. And that's a lie. And that's what Democrats have always done. So when, we, when it comes to, when you know what they're great at? I mean, they're great at creating these slogans that they only want their, their constituents to buy into the surface arguments. Like, like, for example, let's take, for example, Black Lives Matter, right? Black Lives Matter. We all believe that Black Lives Matter. You know, we don't believe in racism. It's hard to find a true racist in America. I'm sure there's some idiot out there, you know, some triggered individuals who blame it on the black man, right? Or blame it on the white man or blame it on the Chinese or blame it on anything, right? Right. So, but anyway, what, what the Democrats want you to believe with Black Lives Matter, that if you don't believe in Black Lives Matter, then you are a white supremacist. You are a racist because Black Lives Matter, that organization... Is there to help everyone. Now, what do we find out about Black Lives Matter that they don't want to tell you is that Black Lives Matter didn't donate any of the money that they raised on behalf of Trayvon Martin, George Floyd, and all these other, other so-called victims of hate crimes. And they're not really hate crimes, right? But anyway, they, they raised all that money and they end up buying houses, spending money on the parties, not giving any money to the black community, not, not trying to even get any of the black youth out of gangs, not trying to, you know, give young black men, uh, an, an opportunity to do something else and other than joining a gang, because that's a big problem in the black community, especially the young, the youth of the, the black community, you, the youthful men in the black community, the young men, they keep joining gangs because they don't have no father figure to tell them, don't do that, right? No father figure to spank them, right? Spank some, spank some logic into them, right? But they don't, they'll, they'll keep that out. So what do you do? You keep on giving money to Black Lives Matter, BLM, BLM, BLM. And all of a sudden, you know, it, it turns into a movement. And, and they, and they, and they just control, and they just control this narrative. They, they keep pushing this fake narrative that BLM actually cares about black lives. But when black kids are murdered on the street, when, when, uh, your black mothers are killed by other gang members, black lives, but they don't matter. They really don't matter. They only care if a white cop kills 
a black, uh, someone who's black, and they can actually profit off it, and they want you to fundraise for them so they can buy another house or do something, you know, or to con- or to to control an election, and that's what it is. They'll never tell you the whole truth. So when it comes to climate change, again, never the whole truth. Never, ever, ever the whole truth, right? Before it was about global warming. Well, that narrative failed because the earth got cooler for for a moment. And then it started to warm just a little. But what did they tell you? Well, you know, they'll never tell you. They'll never get into the science of it because they feel that that doesn't matter. What what would they say? The debate is over. The science is in. When, in fact, the debate was never started and the science, we never heard of it. And when you ask people who are climate activists, well, what is the... You know, the best average temperature, or not even average, what is the ideal operating temperature that the Earth should be? And they can't answer that. You can tell the ideal operating temperature when your meat is done, your ideal operating temperature of your body, your ideal operating temperature of your car, every single thing right there. But as far as the Earth goes, they have no idea. So how do you know that if the Earth should be warmer or cooler than it is now? You just don't. But what they do know is that apparently if the Earth gets warmer by two and a half degrees Fahrenheit, all of a sudden all hell will break loose. Now you're asking yourself, well, how will that happen? How can I not live in an Earth that's 2.7 degrees actually um, warmer? Do you know that the average temperature of the surface, the surface, the average surface temperature of the Earth is around 57 to 58 degrees Fahrenheit? That's really cool. Because we actually count the North and South Poles. 57 to 59 degrees, that's really, really cold. Now, what are they saying? Oh, if it gets to around, you know, maybe about 62 degrees, the Earth will just self-destruct. Human life can't, can't handle it. And the Earth will flood. Well, will it flood? We don't know. We really, really don't know. And if it does flood, the, the ocean will slowly rise. But again, they don't want to discuss this. Never at all, because the whole truth is they don't want you to go there. They just don't want you to go over there, right? Now, comes in with this whole Roe versus Wade thing, right? And now all of a sudden, women's rights are out there, and they're all about, hey, you know what? <laughs> this is all Donald Trump. You know, this right here, you cannot, what they're telling you is that, first of all, this Roe versus Wade ruling that the Supreme Court you know, you know, issued here that said Roe versus Wade. Well, that was a bad ruling on our side. Our bad. You know, Roe versus Wade is now dismissed, and now we're kicking it back to the states. And if you don't like abortion, well, the states can decide that. If you do like abortion, the states can decide it. But this is something that your legislators have to pass laws on, and that's all it did. But no, what did the Democrats spin this in? They say that oh. A lot of women are going to be dying now because of abortion. A lot of lives will be lost because, you know, abortion is now legal. <laughs> They've actually said that. You know, a lot of women's health all of a sudden is at jeopardy because the Supreme Court said that if you want abortion to be illegal, we just want your states to decide. How does that work? How does that work? I really, really want to know. All right. Well, I got to cut the commercial. I'm going to get my thoughts more together on this, right? I'm just free flowing it, by the way. And uh, I will return. So all you do is have to listen to me, plug my Dream Weddings Hawaii company, my wedding company, and I will be right back. That's only about 30 seconds. Talk to you soon. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So, 
if you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure you check me out. So my website is dreamweddingshawaii.com. So that's dream, weddings with a S, Hawaii spelled out, dot com. Okay, everyone, welcome back to my podcast. Thank you so much for, I guess, your time. Um, you know, this whole Roe versus Wade thing is just like, you know, tearing the entire country apart because the Democrats keep pushing a lie about it that this is all about women's rights. You know, the, <laughs> they're evil Republicans and Donald Trump just want to take your reproductive rights, take it out, and just throw it on the ground because they don't care about you. (sighs) Because that baby, from what I've heard, all these debates going on social media, apparently, I didn't know this, but that baby, that mother, that baby inside that mother is a parasite. How dare we call it alive? It's just a parasite. (laughs) It's just a bunch of cells. It's not a baby until it's actually born. It's not alive. Not alive at all. Even though, if a woman who is walking to an abortion clinic, well, I'm, just, I'm going to entertain you with a little scenario here. A woman who is walking to an abortion clinic and she is murdered by a savage killer, right? And they catch the killer. They catch the killer and they charge him with what? They charge him with the murder of two souls, two lives. You took the mother and you took the babies. And no one has a problem with that. None whatsoever, including these liberals. Now, scenario two. Well, that killer is caught by the cops and that woman now goes to the abortion clinic and performs that abortion. And the liberals all of a sudden consider that baby inside the womb just a parasite, just a bunch of cells, not worthy of any type of life whatsoever. You know, a lot of these times when you talk to the people who support abortion, now I used to support abortion as well, uh, their knowledge about abortion, about the the disgusting way an abortion happens, um, is is basically zero. I'll tell you that. And they don't want to know the truth because the one thing that scares liberals the most is the truth. You know, they they don't want to look at it. And I, I always tell people, and I always tell people, if you are um, if you are 100% pro-choice, that's fine, all right? But why don't you be at least on the side of life? Don't really take the argument that say, hey, wait a minute, the baby, is, the baby that's inside the mother, you know, is a parasite or just a bunch of cells. Why don't we take a look at this information out there? Why don't we interview an abortion doctor? Why don't we actually take a look at these videos that are created by former abortion doctors and why don't they explain to you what a first-term abortion looks like, what a second-term abortion looks like, what a third-term abortion looks like, what a post-birth abortion looks like. And let's see if you're comfortable with it. You know, I'll tell you this. The way they murder these lives, these babies, like, see, even the first-term or second-term, I don't care, right? You don't kill cows this way. You don't kill livestock this way. It is, it is much more civil to kill an animal. Now, I know a lot of these, a lot, no, I know a lot of these, um, of these women out here who are actually pro-choice or actually vegan because they are, they, they, they're, um, they're vegan because they don't want to kill animals, right? And I sympathize with them. I say, I understand that animals, I love animals. 
I really, really do. And these sea animals are so cute, cuddly, and killing a cow, killing a pig, killing a chicken, and all those things, it's murder. Now, okay, fine. And they, and they show all these videos, and when I watch these videos, um, <laughs> it, it really doesn't bother me, to be quite honest, right? So I can watch the videos of these cows getting killed for slaughter. It's not nice, but I can see. But when they, when there's a way to kill these cows, and they kill them very effectively, very humanely, if there's any such thing. But they don't pull these cows' limbs one by one off. They don't, <laughs> they don't take a, a scepter or something and just crush the skull. And uh, they, they don't do those types of things. But in an abortion, that's what they do. They, you know, they, they shove these forceps up there into the woman's cervix. And they pull out the baby limb by limb, arm by arm, leg by leg, and then, and then the head, it can't fit through the opening, right? So what do they do? They crush the head. And uh, the brains leak out of the woman. And, uh, and then they scrape the interior of the woman with this uh, kind of like this, kind of like a scraper, what you do with your, you do with like, you know, stuck paint on a wall. And uh, that ruins the woman's cervix. So, you know, a lot of times they ruin it so much that she can't even give birth later on. Or, or it becomes very dangerous. And, uh, or she could hemorrhage and die. But again, none of these things are, you know, brought to fruition whenever you talk about abortion. Everything's for women's health, women's choice. But why don't you just take a look at how brutal abortion is? And the truth is, is that the pro-choice movement is actually pro-abortion. Okay, and this is the Democrats again, you know, trying to reshape the narrative with another term. Like, like again, like what I said about Black Lives Matter. They don't care about black lives. Pro-choice, they don't care about life. It's pro-abortion. And why is it pro-abortion? Well, you know that in many states, many states that are, that lean for life. Okay, and these are, these are states that may actually outlaw, outlaw abortion altogether. All right. But these states that 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 uh, that uh, that still allow abortion, they have this one rule that they're pushing for, and they said before a woman who wants an abortion, uh, you know, gets an abortion, why don't we just have them? It is required by law to have them look at their ultrasound or for them to hear the baby's heartbeat. Well, the liberals went in there with their lawyers and said, uh, uh, no, 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 we don't want that. Why don't you want that? Why can't we side on that the side of life? And the liberals were very animate about it. And they said, well, if you do that, you are infringing on that woman's right to kill her baby. Because if she listens to the, the baby's heartbeat, if she sees that that ultrasound, there's hands, there's limbs, that it's not a bunch of cells, that it's actually alive and moving and blinking, she may not get an abortion. And we have a problem with that. Okay? Horrible. So again, this is not about choice. They want the abortion to go through. And where are all of these, most of the Planned Parenthood, um, um, I guess, uh, abortion clinics uh, have? Where, 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 where are they all situated, right? Where are they? Where we can, we can have an abortion. It's in minority communities. There is a Planned Parenthood, you know, a, a facility uh, kind of right down the street by the mall. And where are we all over here? We're like, really big Asian community down here, right? When I went to Long Beach, California, I found tons of them, and Long Beach has tons of blacks. It's not in the white neighborhoods, it's in the black neighborhoods. And the majority of people who get abortions in America are blacks. I hate to say that. A lot of them are blacks. And, uh, you know, if we really care about black lives, 
why are we not protecting the unborn children of black lives, right? Those black babies don't matter. Why? I don't understand it. You know, so it, the whole liberal logic is like a liberal pretzel logic. It just doesn't make any sense. It's just circle that just goes around and they contradict themselves and uh it just it's really just mind-blowing you know i was watching a video on youtube and maybe i'll link it to it you know if, if they let me uh but these protesters there's black lives matter protesters that include they had white people there but they're outside of clarence thomas's house and some of them were chanting to kill Clarence Thomas, because Clarence Thomas, again, he's completely pro-life. And he really, really uh, wrote a really strong argument for life in his, in his opinion piece from the Supreme Court on why he actually voted, you know, to, I guess, appeal or to repeal, I'm not sure what the right word is, uh, Roe versus Wade. And um, they were calling, Black Lives Matter was calling to kill Clarence Thomas, who was a black man. So apparently black lives matter, but not his life, a Supreme Court justice. They don't care. They really don't care. And how dare they call themselves black lives matter. It's, it's just really strange. How dare black lives matter, you know, be pro-abortion, right? You know, be, when abortion clinics target young, unborn black children, black kids, all right? does not matter. It does not make any sense whatsoever. So let's talk about this ruling. Roe versus Wade was not a very good ruling. Uh, what it did primarily, well, it was, this was done on purpose, but it outlawed abortion in America. It created, it kind of created a pseudo law to outlaw abortion in America um, when it shouldn't have, because by by the, by the rule of the Constitution, the Supreme Court does not create laws. So they cannot, they cannot create a law that says abortion is illegal, right? If it is illegal, unlawful, that means there is a, that means there is a law of the land, a federal law that outlaws abortion. And that is not what the Supreme Court, uh, I guess that branch, right? The judicial branch, is created for the ju the judicial branch. The purpose of the Supreme Court is to rule on whether or not a law uh, created by Congress is constitutional or not, or, or the state. They can say that law or this law is legal or that law is is not or whatever it is. You know that's that's what they do. All right, and they don't create laws; they interpret laws, and they they interpret laws to figure out if it's constitutional or not. And there was no law on the books. None whatsoever to say that abortion was legal or illegal. All right? Now, why did the liberals push it into the courts? Because they could not pass a law and make it, and make it go past the House, make it go past Congress or at all, and, and not have a president who, who to sign it. You know, they could not do that whatsoever. Remember, Congress has to pass, they have to create the bill to create the law, and the president has to sign it into law for it to happen. And then the Supreme Court can then strike it down and say, well, what you did there is just not constitutional. Now, a lot of, a lot of politicians out there and a lot of liberals out there are saying, well, you know, where was the Supreme Court when they actually were, when, when the, when, um, 
when the, when all of these mandates came out and they weren't actually enforcing any of the mandates. Well, the truth is they should have been out there. The Supreme Court should have ruled that a lot of these governors were creating mandates and they were being enforced by laws, but they, no one brought it up to, to the Supreme Court. And these governors who, were just, who had overstepped their boundaries were, you know, they were just, you know, <laughs> like on a, on a streak of like power, uh, I, you know, power hungry, hungry politicians. And the Supreme, it was happening so fast during COVID that the Supreme Court did not have time to actually rule on these, but they did rule on certain um, circumstances that was argued in front of them, but um, not everything. But, but again, that's apples and oranges. You, you can't argue COVID mandates and then Roe versus Wade. It's completely opposite. Now, what's wrong? So what's happening here? Well, I'm sure you heard about it, but just in case you haven't heard about it, all what's happening here now is that <laughs> the Supreme Court ruled that they don't have any power to say this is legal or this is not legal. We're going to kick it back to the states and your state will have to decide what to do. So California, liberal states, blue states, right? You know, abortion can be legal. It can be legal up into the third term. It can be illegal post-birth abortion, because some states like post-birth abortion, which is really bad, okay? But again, it's all up to the states. And there will be some states out there that will say, well, no abortions here, maybe Alabama, maybe Georgia, but it really depends on your voters. So if your voters vote for abortion, then you get abortion. If your voters against, if your voters vote against abortion, then you don't get abortion. It's really simple as that. We live in a democratic republic, and that's the way things have to be made. All right. That's that's just really it. You know, that's that's as simple as as it can get. So the ironic part about this whole thing is that many of these many of these protesters, you know, are protesting in cities, the liberal cities, that their rights should be taken away, you know, uh, as as women. When the truth is, is that nothing's going to happen in your liberal city. Now, I can understand if you're going to be protesting in Alabama or you're going to be protesting in one of the southern, the southern red states, right? But for the, for the majority of you people out there, nothing's going to change whatsoever. None whatsoever. Now, one thing that I find is really weird is that, do you know that Dick's Sporting Goods store? They're going to pay $4,000 in travel expenses for their employees to travel out of state to, to, uh, if you want to get an abortion, they'll pay four thousand dollars in travel expenses. If you want to get, if you want to travel out of state to get an abortion to kill your baby, all right. But if you want to keep your baby, they're going to pay you nothing. So in essence, they're paying four thousand dollars for you to kill your baby. Now, why are they doing that? I think number one, I think number one, they're doing that to to get on the the side of the woke, the side of the left, to create this narrative that, hey, you know, Dick Sporting Goods here, the CEO and, you know, our team, we really care about women's health, which we'll discuss later on. But um, but uh, th that's all they're doing. The second thing they're doing is that if, they, if this young girl or this mother or whatever, this mother wants to kill their baby, bottom line, it's, it's really a financial advantage to Dick Sporting Goods or any company that wants, you know, wants their employee to get an abortion. Because first of all, they don't, you know, they don't, that, that, uh, that girl who, who got an abortion, well, she's not going to have to go away on maternity leave, right? You know, and on, secondly, they don't have to pay for health insurance for that little kid or anything like that anymore. You know, they don't have to worry about, you know, promoting this woman as much or giving her as much or paying her as much because she has two mouths to feed. None of that. 
None of that stuff whatsoever. You know, we don't have to pay for, you know, you know, you know, uh, uh, we don't have to pay her, pay her kids insurance. We don't have to, you know, offer that kid any college type of tuition. We don't have to do any of that type of stuff. We don't have to do all those nice things we do for families. You know, so, so it's really a weight off of that corporation's shoulders. Now, it may seem very cynical to think that way, but ultimately, that's what happens. There's going to be someone there who's looking at the books. They're saying, this is a good deal. These, these young mothers want to get an abortion. Hey, let's, let's go for it. Because we, if this person sticks with the company and keeps getting abortion after abortion after abortion, hey, you know what? At the end of the road, you know, we're actually going to be doing, we're actually doing pretty good financially. Much, much better. It'll, it'll cost us $100,000 less. Okay. 10, 10 women get abortions inside of our, inside of our, our office and all that. That's $1 million, everyone, right? Okay. <laughs> Over time. Right? I'm just making things up. But then, you know, this is what they're thinking like, right? I'm just making the numbers up. But this is what we have to really think about. It's sick. It's really, really, really sick. Now, the question is that where do you stand right now? Now, again, I don't care. I really don't care. I told you where I stand, but where do you stand? Are you aware of all of the, the, the are you aware of the democratic spin that's out there? Are you aware of, I guess, of the, of what an abortion, how it actually looks like first term, second term, third term, right? You know, are you really aware of where life, where motherhood actually begins? You know, people keep saying, where, where, where does mother, where, where, where does life begin? Does life begin upon conception? Well, let me tell you this. When that egg is fertilized with sperm, immediately that woman's body, it goes into motherhood mode. So if she's a mother, if she's a mother, what's inside of her is a, not a parasite, it's a baby. And it's alive. And what's really incredible is that mother's body is being completely modified to sustain life, another life. Not her own, but her other, another life. And that's why, this, is, this may sound pretty bad here, that for some reason, sometimes in unfortunate situations where that mother is killed, maybe in a car accident, maybe, maybe by a murderer, sometimes by the father of the baby, all right, a lot of times that baby can still be saved, still be delivered, and will still live even though the mother died. It's incredible. It's really, really incredible. That's why it's alive. It's alive, and that's why you can be delivered even if the mother dies. Okay? Anyway, people, it's 3.05 a.m. in the morning on... June 26, 2022. Now it's feeling like a Sunday, all right? Now it's feeling like a Sunday. I'm still going to watch the boys on Amazon. I really am before I go to bed, and then it'll be about 4 a.m. I'm crazy. And then I'll wake up and uh, fix more wedding photos and some more emails. All right, people, I am out of here. Thank you so much for the business, by the way. I really appreciate you all, and I will be talking to you all later. Adios. All right, everyone, that's it for today. I had fun podcasting. If you like what you hear, please share my podcast. If you can't find me, look on your favorite podcast platform and look for BBQ2 Movies. That's BBQ T.O. Movies. Yeah, the T.O. is not the number two, by the way. It is T.O., like Terrell Owens. So that's BBQ2 Movies. Catch you around.